Today is May 12th. Welcome to Loving the Word, an audio Bible podcast. I'm Reggie. It is awesome being here with you today. And it is a big day for the Israelites in today's reading. And they will be crossing the Jordan. So they'll be crossing into the promised land today. And, we, you know, we've been gearing up for this day for a long time now. So let's see what happens. Um, and we'll be reading from Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, to chapter 4, verse 24, to begin with. Joshua started early the next morning and left the Acacia Grove. With all the Israelites. They went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God carried by the Levitical priest, you are to break camp and follow it, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourselves and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't traveled this way before. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priests, Carry the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of them. The Lord spoke to Joshua, Today, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Then Joshua told the Israelites, Come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. He said, You will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hethites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites, when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. Now choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe, When the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, come to rest in the Jordan's waters, its water will be cut off. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the ark of the covenant ahead of the people. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge, and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass. Excuse me. 
rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan, the water flowing downstream into the Sea of the Araba, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off, and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Choose twelve men from the people, one man for each tribe, and command them. Take twelve stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing. Carry them with you, and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the twelve men he had selected from the Israelites, one man for each tribe, and said to them, Go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean to you? You should tell them, The water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the ark of the Lord's covenant when it crossed the Jordan. The Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The twelve men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan, where the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. The stones are still there today. The priests carrying the Ark continued standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people. In keeping with all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people hurried across and after everyone had finished crossing, the priests with the Ark of the Lord cross in the sight of the people. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh went in battle formation in front of the Israelites, as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed to the plains of Jericho in the Lord's presence. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel and they revered him throughout his life, as they had revered Moses. The Lord told Joshua, Command the priests who carry the Ark of the Testimony to come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up from the Jordan. When the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came up from the middle of the Jordan, and their feet stepped out on solid ground, the water of the Jordan resumed its chorus flowing over all the banks as before. The people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern limits of Jericho. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken from the Jordan, and he said to the Israelites, 
In the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is strong, and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Luke chapter 14, verses 7 to 35. He told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they would choose the best places for themselves. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't sit in the place of honor because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give your place to this man, and then, in humiliation, you will proceed to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when the one who invited you comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up higher. You will then be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He also said to the one who had invited him, When you give a lunch or a, di or a dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors, because they might invite you back, and you would be repaid. On the contrary, when you host a banquet, invite those who are poor maimed, lame, or blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who reclined at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he told him, a man was given a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who were invited, Come, because everything is now ready. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. The first one said, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. I ask you to excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to try them out. I ask you to excuse me. And another said, I just got married, and therefore I'm unable to come. So the servant came back and reported these things to his master. Then in anger, the master of the house told the servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the city, and bring in here the poor, maimed, blind, and lame. Master, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, and there's still room. Then the master told the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and make them come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, not one of those people who were invited will enjoy my banquet. 
Now great crowds were traveling with him. So he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he is un- if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying, This man started to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king going to war against another king will not first sit down and decide if he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. Now, salt is good, but if salt should lose its taste, how will it be made salty? It isn't fit for the soil or for the manure pile. They throw it out. Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen. Psalm chapter 80 For the choir director, according to the lilies, a testimony of Asaph, a psalm. Listen, shepherd of Israel, who leads Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, Shine on Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Rally your power and come to save us. Restore us, God. Make your face shine on us so that we we may be saved. Lord God of armies, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You fed them the bread of tears and gave them a full measure of tears to drink. You put us at odds with our neighbors. Our enemies mock us. Restore us, God of armies. Make your face shine on us so that we may be saved. You dug up a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared a place for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by its shade and the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out sprouts toward the sea and shoots toward the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all who pass by pick its fruit? Boars from the forest tear at it and creatures of the field feed on it. Return, God of armies. Look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine, the root your right hand planted, the sun that made you strong for yourself. It was cut down and burned. They perished at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be with the man at your right hand, with the son of man you have made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord, God of armies. 
Make your face shine on us, so that we may be saved. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. A lazy hunter doesn't roast his game, but a diligent person, his wealth is precious. There is life in the path of righteousness, and in its path, there is no death. This concludes our reading for today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day. Thank you for blessing us in so many ways. There's literally thousands and if not millions of miracles all around us, Father, that that many we see, but many we, we fail to see, just through ignorance or just through not taking the time to see them. Father, we, we thank you for the little things in our life that are so beautiful. We thank you for the birds that sing. We thank you for nature. We thank you for trees. We thank you for the beauty of the skies, the beauty of the stars at night. We thank you for the beauty of the sun and of the moon. We thank you for the people that you have placed in our lives. Thank you for this technology that enables us and gives us a way to, to connect with each other and to share your word and to share prayers. Father, I thank you for each one listening, God, each one that is on this journey with me and reading and listening to your word in a year. Father, I pray that it would, it would not just be an exercise. It would not just be part of our daily discipline. But Father, please penetrate our hearts with your word. May it land on good soil in our hearts and take root and grow up to bear good fruit in our lives for your glory, for your kingdom, for your honor, for your righteousness. And may it not just bless us, but bless those around us who know us, and even those who don't know us. Help us to be a blessing to everyone we encounter today. May your joy and your abundant life and peace flow out of us and onto the lives of those around us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is really a joy and an honor and a blessing to spend this time with you each and every day. I would encourage you to share this 
podcast with a friend, you can uh, you can just copy the link and share it on your social media platforms. Um, and that will about wrap it up for today. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Thank you.